So it just shows you how you can build that loyal audience that they go, well, well, this is good. So if this is good, his other thing is probably good too. And you become a trusted, reliable friend. Creative Studio Academy, semester one, session 15. Talking to Dave Jackson about podcasting. Who is this masked man? I must find out more about him. Welcome to the Creative Studio Academy. This is the podcast to help you learn and explore how you can start and improve your skills with online content creation. My name is Joshua Rivers, and I will be your guide on this journey. you're not looking at starting a podcast, don't tune this out quite yet because we are going to see how we can be able to relate some of these things to blogging as well. There's a lot of things that overlap. So make sure you stay tuned, pay attention to those things so that you can be able to try to grab a hold of the things that he says so that you can be able to take your podcasting to the next level as well as your blogging to the next level. So definitely excited to be able to talk to Dave about that. Dave is from the school of podcasting.com. He has been podcasting for nine years. He also has a lot of experience, 20 to 25 years experience teaching and training people in the area of different technology. And so we'll dive in a little bit more to his uh, particular histories here. If you want to get the show notes, you can go to creativestudio.academy slash 1-15, and that'll take you to the show notes for this. That'll have a summary of what we've talked about and links to the different things that we've talked about. And so that'll help make it a little bit easier for you to be able to uh, get that information in case you're not at a computer or a place where you can be able to write these things down as we go. I'd also like to remind you that we do have a newsletter that comes out every week. It has a, uh, a, a little short blurb, a little short uh, blog post almost that uh, we cover. Um, been talking here recently about some different books that I have read or am currently reading that I think are beneficial to you as content creators and even as uh, business um, aspects there and so some different business books as well and so because I know many uh, that listen to this are entrepreneurs or solopreneurs or people that are working to get into business for themselves and so I'm trying to provide those pieces of information as well and so you can be able to grab that information I also have a tip every week that I share regarding blogging or podcasting or something regarding creating uh, content in some way. And so I share that as well as a summary of the um, podcast and blog posts that have been over the uh, previous week. That way, in case you miss it on the blog itself, that you can be able to get that in the email and you can be able to go back and get the information even still without losing it. And so I am also going to be, um, almost, I'm almost ready with a giveaway that's going to be associated with that. And so it's going to uh, have to do with some of the things that we've talked about on the podcast before. 
and it's going to um, help you with your website to be able to help create and design it uh, the best way to be able to lay it out and some different things that you need to keep in mind. And so I'm going to uh, be finishing that up very soon. And so uh, this could be available only to those on the email list. And so those that are on the list currently are going to get it right away. And then for those that uh, add to the uh, join the list later, they'll be able to get that as they join. And so uh, that will definitely be a benefit to you, I'm sure. So you can be able to go to the website and be able to sign up for that over on the sidebar. I'd also like to say thank you to uh, Guy CM for leaving a review on iTunes. Definitely thank you for that. And so that comes courtesy of my podcast reviews by Daniel J. Lewis which if you're interested in checking that out, you can go to creativestudio.academy slash reviews, and that will take you to the affiliate link that will help you be able to sign up for that. And so if you have a podcast and you'd like to be able to get your podcast reviews and iTunes emailed to you, then you can be able to um, sign up for that. And so there is a free plan. And then there are some other plans as well that uh, start at $5. And so definitely would uh, recommend looking into that. It makes it so much easier for being able to get the uh, reviews from all the different uh, iTunes um, countries. And so because if you go and try to uh, look in iTunes itself, you have to look in each individual country. You have to switch between the countries to be able to find the iTunes reviews in each one of those. But the service that Daniel's put together uh, looks and searches all of them and puts it together and emails it to you so that you don't have to do all that searching. It saves a lot of time and headache and you don't have to worry about spending time being able to do that because I know that uh, watching your time is something that is very important to you. Now, without any further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into the interview that I was able to have with Dave Jackson. And so uh, stay tuned afterwards for a little bit of a summary and some further information as well. All right. Welcome to the Academy, Dave. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing splendid. Glad to be here. Awesome. Definitely glad to be able to bring you on with your 20 plus years of experience and technical knowledge and nine years of podcasting. And so uh, I, I think that you are a perfect person to be able to come on and be able to take our knowledge and ability in these areas a little bit farther. And so uh, why don't you go ahead and just kind of explain a little bit what you do in your day job with um, technology, and then uh, we'll start talking podcasting. Yeah, I basically, during the day, I teach a lot of Microsoft Office. So whether it's teaching Excel to insurance people or access to you know, another crew, or this week I was working with some people in the government, Anything, if it says Microsoft on it, I probably teach it Outlook, Word, PowerPoint, OneNote, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I do that. And what's great about it is one of the things I really love to do is classroom training. So a lot of that is face-to-face -face classroom stuff. But I'm doing more and more stuff now where it's online, where people get to take their classes in their jammies and uh, fire up a computer. And there I am on in, in my studio and teaching people that way. So that's, yeah, basically what I do during the day is I teach a lot of Microsoft Office, mainly uh, part of that is, yes, I have material to cover, but I always try to figure out 
where my students are so I can figure out and then figure out where they want to go. And then I basically become the bridge to get them from where they are to where they want to be. Yeah, that's perfect. And of course, uh, that um, teacher attitude of yours carries through into all the podcasts that you do, because that's what you do in your podcast is uh, you try to find out where your audience is, where they're trying to go, and then you try to see what needs to be done to be able to bridge that gap. So as we transition into podcasting, uh, talking about podcasting, you've been podcasting for over nine years now. So why don't you tell us uh, some of the things as far as the important things of keeping in mind as we get started with a podcast? Well, the first thing is, and they hit this at the, the last New Media Expo, is you have to kind of start with who is your audience? And what do they want to know? And if you can go out and figure out what their pains are or not just, hey, it's my audience is 24-year-olds who are male and live in Jersey. But, you know, what are their likes? What are their dislikes? And and kind of get to to know what they think, what they believe, what they stand for, things like that, so that you can then create content for that person so that when they find it, they go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I found this. And they go and tell all their friends. So start with who you're podcasting to, and then look at why am I getting into podcast? And sometimes people say, well, I have a background in radio. Okay, that's that's why you're able to podcast, but that's not why you're podcasting. Are you looking to get the message out? Are you looking to uh, connect with your, your potential customers or your audience or just spread the message? Or maybe you're just doing it for fun. You want to do something you know wacky with your friends. Like, there's all sorts of different reasons, but you need to know the why because that why then should be in alignment. You you look at your audience and why you're doing it and saying, okay, when I cross-reference these, what material will help uh, be in line with my goals for my podcast? So if I'm looking to be seen as an expert, maybe I want to take uh, questions from the audience because that makes me look as an expert. And then I can uh, you know show up my, throw up my shingle and put out my phone number and say, oh, by the way, if you'd like to hire me, Here's my information. And so that's that's the two questions. It's it's who are you podcasting to and then why are you doing it? And then that, that will help uh, shape kind of your content and also the why. There are going to be times when you first start off. It is uh, – it's not a if I build it, they will come. You do have to go out and, and find your audience and, and make friends with them and say, hey, oh, by the way, now that you know who I am, I do have this podcast thing. And when you first start off, your audience is small. And uh, there are times when you want to tap the microphone and go, is this thing on? And it's that why that will drive you through because you're like, oh, no, I, I really want to get the word out. And I might be helping somebody or I might be inspiring somebody. And so at first it's a it's a little rough when, uh, you know, your your mom and your brother and your cousin say that was a great episode. But but <laughs> but nobody else. So it's that why that that really gives you that passion to uh, push through. And then, you know, over time, that audience grows. And when those people do find it. Then they start telling your friends and and really you have to uh, by knowing who your audience is, then you can figure out where are they so that you can go find them, make friends with them and say, oh, yeah, by the way, I, I do have this podcast thing. You might want to check it out. What are some tips that you might have for being able to find where your audience is? Um, I'll give you an example. I do a weight loss podcast, and so I Googled, you know, top fitness apps. Well, it's there's Lose It is one. Another one is called My Fitness Pal. There are a ton of them. But those were like two that I saw were really big. And fortunately, both of those have forums. So what this did is it provided me insights into, okay, what are the pains of my audience? And a lot of them was, it was, uh, you know, how do I find the time to exercise and I have kids and things like that. And so I'm able to to get content in, in terms of ideas, what they want to hear about. 
But also I was over there and it wasn't like, hi, I'm Dave. Listen to my podcast because they're like, who are you again? But I was able to go over and, you know, make friends with people in the forums and then said, oh, I talked about this on my last podcast if you want to hear it. And you always want to check anytime with forums. Uh, sometimes they, they might consider that spam, maybe not. But uh, if I'm saying I always provide value when I type anything or try to at least and then say, oh, yeah, for more information, check this. So you you make friends with them and then point them towards your website. So forums are a good place. And there's all sorts of Facebook groups and Google Plus groups. And, you know, uh, meetup.com is another place where you can actually meet people face to face. So whatever your topic is, you know, you can go and find them there. And then basically, you know, start there. It's like, okay, here's my audience. And then find out what, what is that, uh, you know, what do you love? What do you hate about your topic? And uh, that'll give you some ideas and then also uh, ways to, uh, to get the word out. Now, as uh, assuming that we've got those two things now down as far as why we're podcasting and who we're podcasting to, who our audience is, and we get that initial research done, um, one of the things we have to do is obviously with podcasting, there's a lot of preparing that needs to go on. Um, you either prepare before you prepare, prepare afterwards, and usually it's easier to prepare before. Um, so what are some things, uh, I guess, kind of both aspects we'll start with, um, that you can go the route of preparing for the podcast as a whole, um, after you get the, those basics down, but then podcast trying to prepare for individual episodes. So, as as we kind of progress through this stair uh, the stair step if you will these stairs as we climb through we get the why down we get the audience down what are some other preparations we need to do as we are in those um initial steps getting ready for podcasting yeah get a system in place to capture your ideas whether it's on your phone if you're using something like Evernote or OneNote or I use a, there's a voice recorder on an iPhone. So if I'm listening in the car and I hear something on another podcast that I want to talk about, I just fire up the voice recorder and I'll say, okay, I was listening to Josh's podcast episode number six. And at the 15 minute mark, he said this. And so I capture those ideas because you'll, you'll have them come to you. And then later you're like, oh, what was that again? Where was that? I, I know I heard it. So I have something to write down those ideas. So when brilliance strikes, you have a way to uh, to capture that. And then just um, the fun part is podcasting. I always tell people it's kind of a four to one rule. So if I'm going to do a one minute podcast, it doesn't take me a minute. It takes me about four. There's a four to one rule because you have to figure out what am I going to podcast about? And then I'm going to record it and then uh, – you may do some editing, and then you have to upload it to the internet, and then typically you type a, a little paragraph about it. And by the time you do that, your one-minute podcast takes about four minutes. And there are things you can do in prep. If you're going to do something with interviews, you know, uh, Josh, you did a great job of letting me know who your audience is, so that kind of helps me shape my answers. And by shaping my answers, that means less editing for you. So that'll cut down that four-to-one ratio. Uh, but it also means I'm interviewing a, a guy named Pat Flynn who's a really – uh, popular blogger. And so I went out and bought his book and read his book this week just to give me some insights. I listened to a lot of Pat Flynn's episodes because he's been interviewed everywhere. And I'm trying to do something that's not the typical Pat Flynn interview. <laughs> so I'm trying to do something different, bring my uh, experience and my expertise and to kind of give something unique so that people don't go, oh, it's another Pat Flynn interview. So those are some things you can prep uh, and just have, you know, something to, to capture those ideas and I usually try to figure out when I come down to an episode, it's like, okay, uh, like I know in an episode, I'm going to do a, a topic on the fact that 
I, I have people they'll say, well, I'm on episode five and I'm only getting, you know, uh, 600 downloads an episode. And I'm like, that's phenomenal. You, you've been doing this for a month and you've got 600 people listening to you. And so I, I need to let people come in with uh, realistic expectations because they think they're going to have, you know, 200,000 downloads in, you know, three days. And it's like, no, no, it's, it's kind of a, they call it the long tail. It's uh, people find it. They go, Oh my gosh, this is great content. They'll go download your entire back catalog. I mean, my first episode was nine years ago and it still gets downloaded every month. It's not, you know, it's single digits, double digits, maybe because you have to dig to find it, but people are going, Oh wow. I want to hear everything this guy has to say. So when you have that episode, try to have something like a takeaway, like, what do I want my audience to get out of it? And so that's where I kind of start it as well. It's like, uh, I'm not a fan at all of Jerry Springer. Uh, I thought his show was part of what's wrong with America. But one of the things he did is at the end, he said, well, what did we learn today? Let's go with Fat Albert. That might be a better example, right? What did we learn today? We learned that, you know, this is this. And, and that kind of comes back to my teaching background. We always heard the, the teaching analogy of tell people what you're going to tell them, then tell them, and then tell them what you told them. So kind of have that when you're, when you're planning, it's like, okay, what do I want my audience to take away? What pain is this going to, um, you know, take away or what is, how is this going to inspire them to, to take action? Now, what are some steps as we are preparing each individual episode? What are some things that we can be able to do to be able to get the ideas, capture them? Um, what are some other resources maybe that are good to be able to, uh, utilize as we're preparing for those episodes? Yeah, I use a program, it's free, called Feedly. It's just F-E-E-D-L-Y.com. Uh, because, again, the time thing, there's only 24 hours in a day. And so what this is, is you can go to different websites, and most of them are blogs these days. They'll have a, a thing called an RSS feed, which sounds really, really geeky. But basically, you you copy a link and you put it into this software, and it goes out to the website for you. So when I fire up Feedly, I'm literally checking hundreds of websites, and I can scan the headlines, which is why your headlines are so important. And if I see something that catches my eye, I'll click on that. It gives me a little summary, and if I go, ooh, this looks good, I'll click on it and go right back to their website. So I can easily fire up this program. Instead of me going to one website and another website and another website, it actually brings – uh, information to me. And one of the things I've done is there's a uh, feature in Google called Google Alerts. And you can basically say, hey, Google, go find this topic. And you can have it either email you, hey, here's, I found this topic on these websites, or you can take the results. And again, it, it puts them out as this thing called an RSS feed. I just copy that, put it into Feedly. And now when I go into Feedly, not only am I looking at websites, but I'm looking at alerts from Google saying, hey, here's this topic over here and over here and over here. So I fire up and I uh, that might give me insights into you know what's going on if I'm doing maybe a new segment about what's going on in the podcasting industry or you know maybe there's a new company that's got a new product or things like that. So that keeps me in touch with what's going on with um, the community as well as tools like Twitter and Facebook where you can uh, follow people. You can do a search for your topic and, and see uh, who's talking about it and, and follow those people. And same thing in their Facebook groups. There's a huge Google Plus community uh, for podcasters that are real supportive. And that'll give you an idea of what's going on, that again, that what people are talking about. And then uh, for me, I just use, uh, I have folders on my uh, 
computer. So like right now, I think my next episode is 418 and I've got a bunch of audio files that as they come in, if I get a, a comment via voicemail uh, in my email, I can just save that right to folder 418. And that way, when it comes time to do that episode, I just open it up and say, okay, what's already here? Okay. I've got feedback from Josh. I've got this because of my podcast story from so-and-so. And, and then it's a matter of, okay, now what am I going to add to that? Okay. Today I'm going to talk about being patient with your podcast audience. And again, I look at what I have. And in some cases, if I get multiple feedback, it's like, Ooh, does this feedback fit with my topic better than that one? Maybe I'll use that feedback next week when I'm talking about topic B. And so it is a, a that's the creative part of it. It's like, great, I've got all these colors now. Which ones fit together? Uh, my last episode, I just had somebody give feedback about, is there a uh, an age limit? And I'm like, no, there's actually a guy that's five years old that's doing a podcast. And I know people in their 80s that are doing podcasts. So uh, that was a question. And I pulled that in. And I had been interviewed on another podcast. And in there, somebody had asked me that question about, you know, how old do you have to be? So I, it was all kind of a an age theme for podcasting. So that's kind of the fun creative part is like, Ooh, here's where I want to go. What colors can I use to inspire people to, to say, wow, I, I never thought of that. I'm here. I thought you had to be young to do a podcast or I thought I had to be old and you've got people that are doing five. So you take all that input, you look at what your audience, you know, again, going back to them, what do they want to hear? Great. Okay. Now I've got all these ingredients. What recipe am I going to come up to feed them with? using all that different content. And that's the fun part. You become the funnel. That's good. I like that. As as we're starting to grow, you, you mentioned that, that you should expect that you're not going to have huge numbers um, as, you're, as you're going out there. What are some uh, tips for being able to, uh, you kind of gave a little bit already, but uh, try to effectively try to promote without being spammy. Um, and so you mentioned about some of the things in in the uh, going to some of the forums and mention it, but uh, just like on some other social media, what are some tips that you can think of to help someone be able to get their message out, um, but still be able to have that balance of uh, being, being helpful without overbearing. Yeah. The, uh, I, it sounds, I would say podcast promotion is uh, it's a simple process. It is number one, Make content that makes people go, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to tell so-and-so about that. That's step one. Because otherwise, if you do a bunch of promotion and your your episodes are not good, you, the world is just going to find out sooner that you're not good. So step one is always going back to the content. And then step two is we mentioned you have to figure out where is your audience. And so maybe if I do a episode about editing, I might want to go out into Google and type the question, what's the best tool for editing audio and see who's asking that question and then go where they are and say, Oh, I see you were asking a question about editing. Um, I use this tool again, providing value. And here's why I like this tool. And I talk about it on this show over here if you want more information. So I answer the question there. So they don't have to go listen to get the answer. It's always, if you want more information, I talked about it on this episode. So, you know, figure out who your audience is, go where they are, and then the the key step is to, you know, make friends with them. So it may be something where you go in and, and you just keep answering questions or you provide value in the forum and make sure you have your profile 
figured out, whether it's a forum or a Google group, something like that, so that people go, wow, this guy seems to really know a lot. Some people are going to click on your name, which will take you back to their profile, and that's where it should say, you know, Dave Jackson is the founder of the school podcasting. Uh, he's been podcasting, blah, blah, blah. And they go, wow, I didn't know that. And then hopefully your profile lets you put a link back to your website. So you start off again there by providing value in the forum that they go, wow, who who is this masked man? I must find out more about him. And then they click through. So, you know, start off with great content, go to where your audience is, make friends, and then point them towards your website. And so, like we said, the, the Facebook, uh, Google+, or you can just go to Google and type in. They're not quite as popular as they were say like six years ago, even as Facebook groups and, and Google plus has come on, but you can just, whatever your topic is, go to Google and type in your topic forum and see what comes up. Uh, they used to be much more popular pre Facebook, but uh, there's, they're still around. A lot of the, the really big ones are still thriving and, and things like that. And then you can also do things. I have business cards uh, that have been made up. One is for my contact information that I'll be using at things like podcast movement and different conventions that I go to. And then others are simply to promote my podcast and where it is and, uh, you know, whatever your tagline is, your logo, things like that. So if somebody, if you talk to somebody and you go, oh yeah, we, I talked about that on my, my last episode and then they go, your episode and you're like, yeah, well, I do a podcast. It's a little internet talk show and they go, oh really? And you can pull it right out of your wallet or your purse and go, yeah, here's more information about it. Here's my website right there if you want to check it out. So you always have to be in, uh, you're always ready to promote at a, a drop of a hat. I have, uh, I don't. I just realized I don't have any now in my car, but I used to have CDs of little samples of episodes. So if somebody had a question and they were in my car, I could say, "Oh yeah, here's a here's a sample of you can take it in or put it in a car." There's all sorts of fun little areas uh, that you can do when you get into like black hat uh, people call marketing. I, I've heard people will make a sample CD and then if they rent a car, they put it in the CD player, things like that. But you do have to go out and tell people uh, when you first start out because you don't really have much of an audience. And they always tell people to embrace that because now is when you can, you know, if somebody does send you feedback and you're like, oh my gosh, they sent me feedback. This is awesome. Answer the question, but also say, what would you like to hear on the show? Or tell me about, you know, do you have a podcast too? Or, you know, get that conversation going. Don't just make it all about you, make it about them. And that'll then give you more information for your next episode. I like that. And uh, as you were talking about the uh, making a CD uh, I, I almost started thinking, well, that's uh, almost outdated. It uh, is anymore. So I, was, I almost thought that maybe we need to take a moment and explain what a CD is and what a CD player <laughs> is. And so, make an eight-track tape. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, it's it is, and maybe it might be today on your about page because uh, your about page is one of the most frequently visited pages on your site. Uh, you know, have some sample clips you know if you're thinking about the show have some sample clips of you know the the best of of josh and click here and, and just little like quick 10 15 second snippets or things like that and then at the bottom of that have your itunes link and your stitcher link and things like that your rss feed because now you've got them all hot and bothered and they're like wow this sounds really really cool and some people are like well yeah click here and listen well why not say well now that i've got your attention and you think this is cool why not click here to subscribe in iTunes? And now you've got them, uh, you know, they're automatically going to get their, your downloads. Now there's uh, two resources that basically anyone that's listening is going to have, and it may just be in differing amounts. Um, the, the first one is time. Uh, you mentioned uh, in preparing for a podcast, you can expect probably about a four to one ratio. Um, 
And now, as we were talking about all the uh, promoting, what kind of time commitment do you think we should be able to expect? Oh, boy, that's a good one. Um, here again, I, I go back to tools for, for Twitter. I use a, a program called Buffer. It's at uh, bufferapp.com. And because I don't have time to tweet all day, I'm in a classroom. So I will wake up in the morning. I will pull up my Feedly, see what's going on in the world, see if there's anything worth sharing. And what Buffer does is I can go in and say, here are 10 tweets, and it will schedule them out over two days. So that is kind of a set it and forget it, which I, I enjoy. The thing I dislike about that strategy, if somebody tweet, sees that tweet and they, they, they send a, a direct tweet back, I'm probably not going to get that till lunchtime or that evening or, or maybe even the next morning. So I like it. It's not perfect, but it works for me because I, I don't want to sit down and send 10 tweets in the morning. People are <laughs> unsubscribe uh, left and right. Um, and, in terms of time, that's a great, I've never really timed it. I just kind of do it. I'm always in promotion mode. I'm always, you know, on Twitter, I'm answering emails and I would say I would spend a good hour a day doing that. You know, I start off with email. Uh, I check my email. I reply to every single email. Uh, I, I feel horrible if I don't. And even if it's just to say, thanks for listening. Cause sometimes it's somebody just saying, Hey, I, heard your show. I really liked episode number 415. It made me laugh. And I'll just email back to say, I'm glad you liked it. Thanks for listening. And it just proves you're real. And as much as it's kind of weird, um, I just had lunch last week with a, uh, a DJ who was on uh, the number one station in Cleveland. And there was a part of me that was like, oh my gosh, I'm having lunch with Trapper Jack. It was like, wow, it's the real Trapper Jack. And so as much as I'm just Dave, there is that person that will occasionally get me on Skype or I'll answer an email. And they're like, well, I can't believe this is really you. And you're like, well, it's, it's just Dave. It's just me. And so when you answer that email and you're like, eh, I've only got 50 downloads, that drives me nuts. Because as a teacher, if I had 50 people, that would be two pack full classrooms of 25 people. So when you are small, take that time to really connect with those people because those people are going to turn around when you connect and they go, oh my gosh, I just got an email from Dave Jackson. I just got an email from Josh Rivers. They're going to go tell somebody, this guy's really cool. I, I listened to his podcast and I sent him an email and he emailed me back. Oh my gosh. Now you've got your, your promotion team. You're building them. These are your evangelists that are going to tell their friends because you know, birds of a feather flock together. So if they're into knitting or NASCAR or whatever your podcast is about, they're probably hanging out with other people that like knitting and NASCAR. So take that time to answer emails, um, Twitter, Facebook, really anytime you're answering a question in a forum, it's not come listen to my podcast, but in a way you're, uh, you're promoting your show. One of the reasons that, uh, in this case, uh, uh, Trapper Jack called me, he said, well, I, I saw you in a Google group. Then I heard Ray Ortega talk about you on his podcast. And that led me to the podcasters roundtable. And I saw you again. And he said, when I saw that, I'm like, I have to figure out what is this school of podcasting thing? And so, you know, it, sometimes it takes a while to, to get people to finally go, who is this guy? But that's where that why comes into place and in the passion, because by kind of being in all these different places, you know, eventually somebody's going to go, that's like the fourth time I've seen that logo. What is this thing? And I wish there was an easier way to get people to click on that. But I, there was an old sales thing that I think you, you can, sometimes you have to hear no seven times before they get to a yes. And uh, so sometimes you have to, you know, post seven times in a forum before somebody goes, who is this guy? 
I mentioned that there's two resources, resources that everyone has that might be differing in amounts. And so, because I mean, someone might be busy, they don't have a whole lot of time. Um, but as, as you were describing there, it's not that you sit down for one hour at a time. It's just little bits here and there throughout the day looking for those opportunities. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, the other resource, um, which I probably should have prepped you beforehand so you can, because uh, I know you got some uh, uh, little quick quick things here. And one of them uh, says about you about the pop of cork um, is, <laughs> is another thing that I know you hear a lot is uh, regarding money. So, I mean, there's people that obviously they don't have a whole lot of money. And so they're trying to do things cheaper for free. Yeah. Um, so what are some things that you would say to people that are in that category? Well, I, I understand it. I mean, you're talking to a guy who went through bankruptcy. So I know what it's like to be like, oh, my gosh, can I afford the 50 cent can of pop? I have been there. I've done that. I know what it's like. And if that's your situation, I'm telling you right now, don't get into podcasting. Just don't do it. Uh, it's, you know, in the same way that I wouldn't go bowling when I was flat broke because I couldn't afford it. Well, podcasting is a, it may start off as a hobby. It may start off as a business, but there aren't too many hobbies that you can do for free. You can say, well, Frisbee's free. Well, you had to buy the Frisbee. Yeah, you can play it free in a park anytime you want, but you had to buy the Frisbee. So, you know, you don't have to. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, please do not go spend $2,000 on equipment. Don't go spend $1,000 on equipment. You can start a podcast for about the price of an Xbox, right? Somewhere between $100 and and $300, you can make a great sounding podcast. I mean, I'm talking into a microphone right now that goes for about 80 bucks. When I bought it, it was 40. Now it's up to 80. And if you're doing a solo podcast, uh, you could do this. You can get some media hosting for somewhere between 50 and 20 bucks, and you could host a website for another eight. So you're looking at about 30 bucks uh, a month once you get your equipment. And 30 bucks a month is a dollar a day. And I don't know about you, but I, I, you know, the Mountain Dew in the local, um, you know, vending machine is a dollar 75. And I don't blink to spend a dollar 75 a day to drink a Mountain Dew. But if I say, yeah, you need to spend a dollar a day, maybe $2 a day to have a podcast, they're like, oh, you're crazy. And I'm like, I don't get it. Now, on the other hand, Let's look at what you get for that $2 a day. You're going to be seen as an expert, whether you want to be seen as an expert or not. It just comes with a territory. I do a uh, a podcast about weight loss, and I start off by saying I'm not a doctor, I'm not a trainer, and yet I still get extremely uh, medical-specific kind of questions. And I'm like, I don't even remember me saying I'm, I'm not a trainer. Uh, <laughs> so you'll be seen as an expert. Um, you're going to get to understand your community better. So if I'm a business, I'm going to understand my customers better. Um, you're going to, the other thing about being seen as an expert, you might get asked to speak at different conventions. So you're going to get your word out. It is a global audience. Um, I do a live show on Saturday called Ask the Podcast Coach. And I had somebody call in from Switzerland live. And I was like, wow, you're like, it was, I don't know what it was, four in the morning or something, whatever it was where he was at. But it is a global audience. It's not like radio where you're only as strong as your signal. And the great thing is there's no spam in podcasting. If you don't want to listen to my show, there's one button, unsubscribe. You're not going to have somebody going, well, before you leave, let me ask you a few questions. I love that one. When you get a telemarketer and you say, no, I'm not really interested. And they go, but and they keep it. No, if you say I'm not interested, you're gone and there's nothing I can do about it. So you have people who are choosing to take their valuable time out of their day to connect with you. And I'm sorry, if if I'm in your earbuds right now 
it's like me and you are just talking, and it's hard not to connect with someone when you have their undivided attention. So will I spend $2 a day for that? Heck yeah. It's, you know, try getting that kind of exposure on a billboard or in an advertisement in the newspaper that nobody's reading anymore or on a magazine or a website. It's incredibly a great value. Now, that value takes time to create. You know, that's the, the again, going back to the time thing, you can't do this in 30 seconds. But in the end, I think it's actually a huge value to reach a global audience that wants to listen to you. They choose to listen to you. And then they go out and tell the world, you got to listen to this guy's podcast. So as we wrap up, do you have any other words of wisdom to be able to impart to the person that's listening to this? Yeah, again, go in with realistic expectations. There are some people that are making phenomenal. I mean, there are people in podcasting that make more in a month than I'll make in a year with both my with all things combined. You know, they're making 90,000, 100,000, 200,000 dollars a month. That's phenomenal. God bless them. I'm so happy for them because I consider them my lead blockers. But don't think I'm going to start a podcast in an eight episodes going to be making $80,000. It's just not the case. If you go into the, those people's backstories, number one, most of those people don't have debt. Number two, they had a huge runway to start off with. And many times they had help from people that had really great contacts. Uh, with that said, don't let that stop you. The best time, the, the, the old adage is the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. So the best time to start a podcast was about 2006, 2005. The second best time is right now. And the more you, the quicker you start, the quicker you can start improving it, the the quicker you can connect with an audience and reach a global audience and uh, just start reaping the rewards. All right. So we've uh, mentioned just kind of in passing that you're with the school of podcasting.com. Why don't you tell people just a little bit about what they can expect when they come there? Yeah, it's, I always say it's step-by-step -step tutorials, but really what it is, it's a system to, we talked about time. You know, a lot of the stuff that's at the School of Podcasting, you can Google and find it for free someplace and hope that it's not outdated and things like that. It's everything you need in one place. It's going to teach you how to plan your podcast. A lot of the stuff we talked about today is at the School of Podcasting. Then it's going to talk about what kind of equipment do you need because different uh, – podcasting strategies require different equipment. And then it's going to talk about your website. And I know some people are like, oh, I'm not a geek. I'll, I'll show you how you, you can actually be your own web person. And then how do I record it? What software? Here's uh, Usually there's a couple strategies. Like here's, here's the really inexpensive way. Here's the I have a budget. And here's the budget is no option or no uh, worry option. And uh, so it'll, it'll walk you through how to set that up, how to record, and then how to promote it. And then lastly, if you want to, and there's no rule that says you have to make money with your podcast, but if you want to try to earn some income, there's some uh, insights into that as well. And then, of course, along the way, you got little old me. If you say, hey, I watched this video and um, I had a question because you can ask a question on YouTube, uh, but you don't always get a response. With the School of Podcasting, you get a response and you get it quickly. Yes. So we got the School of Podcasting.com. Great resource. You can... Uh... Uh, also, I, there's a, an affiliate link if you would so be so inclined to use that. You can go to creativestudio.academy slash SOP for School of Podcasting. Uh, you, Dave, you also have another podcast that I think would be beneficial for those that are listening, and that is Weekly Web Tools. And so I uh, definitely enjoy listening to that. And that's actually how I first 
got introduced to you. There you go. See, and that's that just goes to show you that people, when you put out content, they go, wow, who is this guy? I like his stuff. And then I probably mentioned, oh, yeah, I'm also from the School of Podcasting, and Josh followed me over. So it just shows you how you can build that loyal audience that they go, well, well, this is good. So if this is good, his other thing is probably good, too. And you become a trusted, reliable friend. Well, I do hope that you were able to learn a lot from that discussion with Dave. And so, again, even though it was a lot about podcasting, it does translate over to blogging as well. And so when he was talking about finding out who your audience is and what they want to know, that still applies when it comes to blogging. You definitely have to know who your audience is. Who is it that you're wanting to really get this message across to? And then you need to know why that you're getting into blogging. And so just like you were saying, you need to know why you're getting into podcasting because that's what's going to get you through as your audience is still small and as you're trying to grow. And so I definitely would appreciate any kind of word of mouth uh, advertising, if you will, that you can be able to share with this. And so this podcast grows because of you sharing this. And so I know there's many that have been sharing this. And so I'm definitely thankful for that. And it has definitely been a help. And so part of that has been with iTunes reviews. There's also been several people that have been tweeting out the different episodes and uh, sharing it on Facebook. And so I'm definitely thankful for each of those. And then as well, um, just telling those that are around you. So your family, your friends. And so it doesn't have to be online. You could tell people uh, just uh, um, in your family or people at work or wherever it is that you're at. You can let them know about what's going on here. Maybe you have some kind of group that you meet with and you could be able to share this information with them because you think it's going to be helpful to them. And so I would definitely appreciate that. And I know that it will help make the content better because I can be able to have more feedback as to how I can be able to best address the questions and the issues that you're facing. And so with that, I definitely want to say that you can go to the website and there's several things you can do at the website, uh, depending on what it is that you would like to do. And so I'm definitely always looking for feedback. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, any suggestions, you can be able to click on the feedback button there on the website and be able to send me an email, or you can leave a comment in the comment section of any of the blog posts or um, show notes. And so that's another way to be able to get some feedback back to me for me to be able to include on the podcast or to be able to make this even better. And so, but then the most important thing that I want to highlight, and that is the email newsletter. And so I mentioned it earlier before, but that email newsletter is uh, definitely uh, recommended. And so you'll be able to get uh, not only the links to uh, the show notes and the blog posts, but you're going to be able to get that um, special um, content just for you. And then also the tip for blogging and podcasting that will come or just content creation in general. And so that will be coming your way as well. And then also down the road, there are going to be some offers that are going to be available just for those on the email list, such as the ebook that I mentioned before that will help you to be able to take your website to the next level. And so I haven't officially titled it yet, um, but um, it will be available. I'll let you know when that is. And if you're on the email newsletter, 
then you will be receiving that as soon as it is available as well. And so definitely do that. And so you can be able to get that uh, from virtually any page on the website, creativestudio.academy. And so with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this session and we will definitely see you next session. Thank you.